welcome to Drop the Mic, the last word in mortgage podcast with Jason Dias and Mike Ferraro, brought to you by Mortgage Markets QSO, digital mortgage solutions for credit unions. Partner with us for your fast track to growth. That's right, it is the last word of mortgage podcast. My name is Jason Dias and his name is? This is Mike Ferraro. Absolutely, that's right. I don't understand that. Nobody clapped for me when I showed up at the studio today, Mike. I think the studio audience prefers you to me in this arrangement, uh, which I don't understand. I don't, I don't get that at all. Well, speaking of, speaking of audiences, your audience, my audience of potential uh, mortgage customers, there is a significant American yep. population migration occurring right now. And my guess is it has you and your team as busy as ever. Tell us about it. Yeah, I have to say since the beginning of this, you know, kind of unprecedented adjacent pandemic, um, we've been busier than ever um, at Mortgage Markets QSO. And what we see in Connecticut where we're headquartered, so many people are leaving the New York City area Mm -hmm. and they're moving to the suburbs, right, of Connecticut. It's made Connecticut actually, Jason, one of the hottest real estate markets um, in the country since the pandemic began. And now, put the fact that inventory has been very difficult to come by and many consumers are actually outbidding what the home is listed for, um, mm-hmm. we haven't just been busier with the fulfillment of our mortgages for our clients, right? Consultant, a guide, a friend to the consumer because they need advice. They're not sure what to do. Um, they're leaving the cities and droves, you know, to the suburbs. And again, it, it's not just the fulfillment, it's the consulting that's made us really, honestly, busier than ever in the past, I would say 15 months. And it's, it's an unprecedented time in the industry for us. It really is. You know, um, many years ago, my relatives from New England came to Texas to visit, and they were just shocked by, you know, we would drive to the mall, and where they were from, you know, you would be in a different state in New England. For people that that aren't really familiar with the geography of New England, if somebody was living in New York City or one of the boroughs, how far is it to to Connecticut? Well, it depends. Yeah, it, dep- it depends what part of Connecticut. So let's say if you're living in the city, you could get to Greenwich, Connecticut in less than 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Danbury, Connecticut from White Plains, New York is right over the bridge, right? So it's mm-hmm. literally a 10-minute drive. So it just honestly all depends what part. Um, but many, many people actually live in Connecticut and commute, right? They take the train into the city from where they are, but what we have found is this. Many people actually want to move to Connecticut because they're working remote now, and they want a home, right, and they want some more stability. It's just not the same world we live in, so many people who are kind of, right, tranched down right in the city, eh, it's different now. It's just a different time. 
You just said something that is so true. And, you know, I tell people this because it's important that you know. You know, Mike said a great financial background, a great mortgage background. Yeah. I'm not really an accounting guy or a banking guy. I'm a historian. That, that is my degree. Yeah. I have a degree in American history, and I'm fascinated okay. by these things. And COVID-19 deserves to be mentioned as one of the critical fourth turnings in American history, along with the Revolution, the Civil War, World War II, and now COVID-19. And in every one of those fourth turnings, those critical moments of inflection, there have been significant you know, population migrations. And you've given us sort of the, the, the sense of it in New England. I can tell you here in Texas, especially in South Texas, I'm in between San Antonio and Austin, and we're seeing the same thing, except it's not so much people fleeing from the city, it's people from yep. other states that are moving into Texas, and every single day, Mike, on the radio or in the newspaper, there is a story where somebody moving in from out of state offers to buy a home from somebody in Austin or Kyle or Northeast San Antonio and then offers those homeowners, hey, we'll put you up in an apartment for six months until you right. find a house. It is just, it is just insanely. I was going to say, let me touch on this again, and I, I think it's important for the audience to know this. And I said it, but I'm going to repeat it. The fact that Michael Ferraro can now work remote from anywhere, right, and I'm not mm. necessarily, right, have changed to go back into the office, it's going to make me go, look for my dream home. I can move to Texas. I can move to Nebraska. <laughs> I can move to Ohio. Right? Come on down. I can work <laughs> Come on down. out of my home anywhere, and I absolutely believe that is one of the main driving factors that so many people are moving to kind of their dream state, per se, because they know now they can work remote with a lot of companies giving that type of flexibility. Yes, I did a, I did a Zoom meeting with a gentleman last week about something unrelated to this, and I could tell he was sitting in an RV. I could see the awning out behind yeah. him. And I said, hey, I said, are you, are you in an RV? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you know, my office is wherever I am now. And he just happened to right. be in New Mexico. And I, I agree with you. It really, is, it really is amazing. And if people don't really understand what a significant, game-changing, cultural, political, economic, population-impacting yeah. event, COVID-19, was and is, you, you really have to pay attention to this because this is impacting all kinds of industries, but perhaps first and foremost, people need a place to wake up and go to bed to at night. And so I'm not surprised that you guys are busier than ever. Talk about being busy. I don't pay much attention to the housing market, the bubbles, the predictions, yep. and stuff like that, the rates, because I think yeah. it's all very regional. But for you, again, in the Northeast, um, what, yeah. you, what is your sense of it? Is there going to be continued strength in the housing and mortgage markets, or do you think it's going to level off in 2022? Yeah, it's a great question, Jason. I, I think the housing market's going to continue, obviously, as we know, to attract, because the, the rates continue to stay low um, as the pandemic really is not going away. Um, as the late summer approaches, I think the, the months ahead, are, they're going to contain, I, I'm going to call it critical clues, to the post-pandemic future of the housing market. Like I said, as the pandemic goes, I think mortgage rates go, and I don't see this really slowing down per se. I do say refinances slowing down. When this pandemic first kind of reared its ugly head, every person that could refinance really had the opportunity to do that. 
So most people, Jason, who've refinanced their home have refinanced their home. Now, inventory is really difficult to come by. So while mm-hmm. the rates continue to stay low, I think we're going to really have an interesting time where the consumer wants to, to keep the market going per se, but they can't find the house. That means exactly. builders will be building more homes. I think it's going to continue that cycle. Um, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. And, and unfortunately, and again, this is just my opinion, I don't see COVID slowing down anytime soon. So that's why I think the mortgage industry is going to continue to kind of, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, benefit from that. Uh, the baby boomers are holding on to their homes longer than previous yeah. generations. There is, there's really not the stigma that you and I had when we were young about living at home with our parents. Now people right. can move in with their families, and it makes good sense that they can maybe help take care of an elderly family member and live there without a mortgage payment. And, and so sure. you're right. It really is creating a lot of strain because houses that would normally be up for sale when people in their 70s and 80s are downsizing, those people are making the decision to stay in their home. And so there's just so much, right. there's so much pressure. Right. I think you, you keep saying the key word is inventory. It's not like you can go to Amazon Prime or Target or Walmart and buy a house. That is a very different kind of commodity, and you can't have a house delivered to you on Amazon Prime. And I think that is one of the key factors. That's one of the reasons I believe the housing market is going to stay strong, uh, as you said, for the next for the, next, for the foreseeable future, whatever that means in terms of, yeah. of housing. And so I absolutely agree with you on that. I wanted to ask you about this next. Speaking about being busy, this on-again, off-again thing with COVID-19, I was at a banking brand last week visiting some of the branches. And i got to tell you, Mike, my sense of it was the people in the bank, the employees, they seemed a little worn out. I guess that's the best way to describe yeah. it. Not rude, not, not, you know, just, you know how it is. If you've ever been on a sports team, you can tell when a team's getting a little, a little gassed or a little, a little sure. out of breath or whatever. It's been a tough year. How are you and your team doing? Very, it, it's a great question and it's been very difficult. Um, the expectation, remember at Mortgage Markets QSO, we work on behalf of credit unions and the consumer. So right. the expectations from the credit union side, right, to fulfill mortgages. And then, as you know, the consumer in this Amazon quick-paced world we live in, they expect (laughs) quick answers immediately, pandemic or no pandemic, unfortunately, right? So, and add on top of that, this is a mortgage. This is a big deal to the consumer. They're taking money out of their home, right? They're buying a home. They're refinancing their home. So my staff has been tapped. They have worked around the clock for the past, uh, I would say, 15 months to meet the expectation of the consumer, to meet the expectation of the credit union. That is why, me, I put into place as many digital touch points as humanly possible so I don't have to rely so much on the staff, but the digital world we live in, text messaging, emails, um, call centers where we can have 24-hour response times. It's more critical than ever that credit unions or companies in general understand that in the mortgage world, if you do not 
respond and communicate with the consumer, pandemic or no pandemic. They really, I found, and again, you know, to be very candid, they don't really care how taxed your staff is. They want an answer. They want it now. And your staff is stressed dealing with, let's say, a processor has a pipeline of 50 people, 75 people. They all want an answer immediately. It can be overwhelming. So figuring out how to create digital touch points, something we have done, has been a game changer for us. And it's helped kind of alleviate the stress of the staff. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Like I said, the, the brand I visited, I'll be perfectly candid with you, is, is a bit of a more traditional banking brand yeah. that doesn't have some of those advantages that you're putting into place. And, and I could just tell, like I said, it, it wasn't that they were treating anybody badly. I just got, it was just my sense of things. Well, listen, folks, you don't want to miss yeah. next month's episode of Drop the Mic because we're going to go at home with Mike, he's going to invite us into his home on the podcast <laughs> and tell us what it's like to be working from home, living at home, being a 50-year-old guy with brand-new baby girl twins. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. So you do, you do not want to miss next month's show. Mike, as uh-huh. ever, thank you so much. Keep up the great work, everybody. The Thanks, website for Mortgage Market Q, so is right there in the episode description. Despite how busy they've been, go out there and check what the customers and what the credit unions are saying about Mortgage Markets QSO. And of course, awesome. now it's time to drop the mic. Thank you so much for listening to Drop the Mic with Jason Dias and Mike Ferraro, the last word in mortgage podcast brought to you by Mortgage Markets QSO. Leverage the power of collaboration, innovation, and personalized multi-touch communication to build your mortgage business and increase your member owner's satisfaction. Until next month, take care. Brothers got the night to keep the car hang around.